Welcome to the Queen Redeemed Podcast, where we get redeemed with the freedom of the great I am, helping to inspire and empower you to be the woman that God called you to be, showing you that faith is her superpower and yours. God's servant first and always. Here's your amazing host, nurse, wife, and mother, Nakisa Nikki J. Jackson. Welcome back to another episode, you all. And it's mid-July. Can y'all believe we're halfway through July already? That is wild. But welcome back. I'm your host, Nakisa Jackson. If this is your first time listening to me, I want you to go ahead and subscribe and download the episodes. And then, of course, go back and listen to previous episodes. This is season three, and we are talking about character development this season. But before we hop into today's topic, let's talk about some current events. I like to start off the show, you know, letting you know what I've been up to and what I've been doing. Well, life is going so Uh, Well, in this season, God has really just been working on me, just switching things up. I'm in this season of transitioning. I just ended my Connect course. They all graduated. I think I might have said that in the last episode. I'm just so proud of them and the things that God is doing. And I'm just excited for what's going to happen next, okay? This is coming out a little late in the week, but I got it. I got it. Um, And I'm going to tell you now, there's no words of wisdom today, so I know how much you love my poetry. But listen, I do them on most episodes, so I'll do. I'll get back to them next week. I just need to sit down with God and get into my creative process so that I can write some more poetry because I just have not really had some time to really sit. So I'm going to sit with God and see and just take some time to write because I've been hearing him so loud and clear saying you need to write. So I am going to be writing more things. So I'll be getting back to blogging. Um, If you're on my email list, I just sent you an email that says, are you stagnant? Or did you know you were stagnant? Something like that. Uh, Y'all should really check the email out. I think it was really good. It has some great questions for you to really sit with God and ask about because it's very important that we're always growing with God, right? We're always going glory to glory that we're always just developing in the way that God wants us to develop so I just wrote that I was pressed upon me to write it and I haven't talked to y'all on my email is in such a long time so it just felt good to be back writing so God just really has me in this vein of just wanting to write more and just want to share my heart in writing. I think I'll be uh, writing some fiction, actually. I'm really excited about that. That's like where I've been. I want to also remind you to become a member of my Patreon to support this uh, podcast. We do have another monthly meetup coming next week. Yes, next week we have a monthly meetup coming. Um, And we're going to be doing, I think I'm going to take some time. Remember a couple episodes ago, I did a podcast and I said, I'm going to, I think I'm going to share my patrons what it was like for me to write um, this last book. So I think I'm just going to do a conversation around love, what it really took for me to actually sit down and like share my heart. The the book is doing really good. So I want to tell you to go out to Amazon and get the book, but it's really just about God's agape love and, and what it took for me to learn this. I think that's what our next conversation is going to be about, like a real talk on love. And I think that's um, so profound because today... We're talking about love realized. So before I hop into this topic, I do want y'all to know that I I have another podcast on love that I made in 2019. It is probably very teachy. It's probably very teachy. It's probably very what is love, what it takes, what it looks like. Very, very, very detailed. This one is a little different. So this is like a part two to that one. 
Um, so I'm going to link that below so that you can get it. And remember, if you want the notes from this episode, if you want previous notes from previous episodes, join my Patreon. Um, remember, if you want access to previous prayer calls, join my Patreon for the replays. And I also want to invite you to text me at the number below so that you can become a member of my group me community where we do prayer calls and devotionals and we will have upcoming we're going to be having a movie night and we are just doing a lot of new things in the community so i would love for you to join us this is an exciting time for flow connections ministries and we'd love to have you a part so let's pray and let's hop right into it dear heavenly father we just thank you for this time i thank you for this podcast i thank you for the word that will be released holy spirit i just ask that you would have your way jesus have your way god the father please just have your way in any way you see we just invite you um, to be in this space with us on today, God. And I just ask that the words come out might be words that are directly from heaven, words that are from you. May the words of wisdom flow, may gifts of prophecy flow, God, and that you would just have your way and speak to your people about this topic that you've given me today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so today's topic is called Love Realized. So first, like when I got the title, I was like, God, love realized. So let me tell you what realized means. Realized means to become fully aware of as a fact, understand clearly. That's what it means to become fully aware of. So I really want to talk to you all about uh, what it's like when you realize God's love. Because we can say it in 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse, around verse, verse 4, love is patient, love is kind, love is always trusting, it's always hoping, it's per, it perseveres. If you have nothing, you have, you have nothing if you don't have love. You know, the Bible talks about all these things about love, 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 love. And it could be one thing to say it, but it's another thing to realize the love that God has for you. So it's, it's just a whole other layer when you realize how infinite his love is, how it's like to infinity, how much he loves you and, and how, um, what it actually looks like when he loves you. Because sometimes we've mistaken things for love that are not love. We think that love is all about being nice and we think that love is a feeling or that, or that love is just this, this thing that we can't really understand or that we really can't con conceptualize. But love, God is love. And when you realize how much he loves you. I promise your life will change. Your life will be better. You will understand things differently. You will look at things differently. You will start to see how much he loves you. Even in when times when things hurt, right? Even when things hurt. So I feel like I'm preaching already, y'all. I feel like I'm already preaching, okay? I feel like I'm already preaching. If you think I'm already preaching, y'all, we only six minutes in. Go ahead and share this with a friend. Go ahead and put it on your stories and tag me at Nikki J the Arthur because I feel like the Lord has come and taken over, okay? This is what happens when you invite God into what you're doing, right? But that's a whole other topic. So the, the first thing you got to understand in this whole process about realizing how much God loves you, you got to understand how much. You got to understand how much, right? So it's not something you can put in a box. Um, There's nothing you can do to make God stop loving you. Like, he just does. He just does. Like, even in your mess... Even when you run from him, even when you decide to follow another God, even when you decide you don't want to do it, even when you're disobedient, even when you're cursing, even when you're doing what you do, when you, even when you're caught up in the world, God loves you. Like when we realize how much, and it's something that I don't think could be quantified. I don't think it's like a, it can't be filled. It can't be contained. It's a fiery love. It's a, it's like, it's this, it's this love that is un 
unconditional. So it's not based off if you're good today or if you're good tomorrow. It's not based off how well you obey. It's not based off works. I know a lot of religions have this work-based concept. It's not based off how much you can work, no matter what your religious beliefs are, right? So I'm a Christian. I'm a believer, right? I believe that God still loves you even if you've decided to follow another guy, even if you've decided that you're not a Christian, you don't believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross, right? Now, I do have scripture that I'm going to read about this because he does talk about that you don't really understand love. Now, you, not him. We're talking about he loves you. You don't really understand love if you don't understand what Jesus did on the cross for you, right? And I thought that that was so pivotal as I was putting this word together. I was like, God, wow, that was just so, um, that was just so powerful, right? So I'm going to, um, I'm going to open up the Bible. Let's bring it back. Let's open up the Bible. We're going to go to 1 John 4. I'm reading Amplified Version right now. I don't feel there to read another version. And we're going to start at verse 7. No, actually, we'll go down to verse 9. It says, By this, the love of God was displayed in us, in that God has sent his one and only begotten Son, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind into the world, so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Let me say it again. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation. That is the anoint, the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placitating his wrath. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now listen, let me let me repeat a part. It says when we get down halfway through verse 10, it says for our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placitating his wrath. So what I'm saying, what it says is what you should have, God loves you so much that he did not give you what you deserve. Like when you realize that, when you understand that he loves you that much, that he did not give you what you deserve. Like if you study the Bible and you study customs and you study tradition, you realize that they used to have to make a sacrifice for forgiveness of their sins. But with God, he's like, just come. I'm going to forgive you. I already, already gave the sacrifice. So you don't Now you don't need to give the sacrifice. You just got to give the sacrifice of asking for forgiveness. But you don't realize how much God loves you. You can't get to this place of this full actualization of his love until you understand just how much he loves you. And I don't think it's something that our human mind could really fully, fully, fully understand. But just know whatever you, how much you think God loves you is more than that. So it, it's more than that. So, there, so we got to really make sure that as we walk this thing out called love, as we begin to love other people, that we first understand how much we love, how much God loves us, right? Um, because what happens is when we don't understand how much God loves us, we start putting expectations on other people. Like, for example, we start like, for example, with children, it seems like it's easier for us to always love our child. Right. Sometimes it seems like that. Like, it's, it's like, I always love my child no matter what they do, you know, until they get grown and some might change. Right. But it seems like if our friend betrays us, oh, then no, nope, I can't love you no more. If our husbands or our, our wives or whoever betrays us, I can't love you no more. If, I, if somebody copy off us, I can't, they can't get my love no more. I don't love no, it's not unconditional is what I'm saying. But with God, when you understand it's unconditional, that means without condition. 
Hey, 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 this podcast is brought to you in part by Anaya Space Incorporated. We are a nonprofit organization here in Atlanta, Georgia. We provide holistic care services to women living with HIV. We are asking that you you consider becoming a partner for a fee of $10 a month or up to $100 a month so that we can continue to get the work done and impact change in our communities. We would love to have you. So check us out at www.anayaspace.org for more information. And then it's like, also, I want to talk to those who are doing right. He loves you when you are obeying. Even if you don't get it all the way right, he still loves you. Even when you make a mistake, he still loves you. Even when you do something that you thought you might have should have known not to do and you did it anyway, he still loves you. So in order to realize that love, you got to understand how much. The second thing is realizing what it really feels like now this is the problem that we have right and i'm hot making my scripture for my last two points by the way but for this point i just want to say this we got to realize what it truly looks and feels like you got to understand that god loves you matter of fact i do got a scripture for you we're going back to first john four in verse seven it says beloved let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another for love is from god and everyone who love is born of god and knows god through personal experience right so it says let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another right for love is from god so god seeks the best for us so he wants us to seek the best for one another so when we seek when you seek the best listen y'all like hear me when you seek the best sometimes that means you gotta say no sometimes you gotta say put that down pick that up you can't do that. No, I ain't going to let you do that. That's not what I asked you to do. You got to correct. You got to course correct when you want the best. So the thing is, on a tree, you know, you think about the low-hanging fruit. That's easy to grab. But if you want to get the best, you got to reach up. But that mean you got to climb the tree, baby. You got to get some, some apparatus to pull down the one that you want, right? So that means that you might get told no. But that's how God, he wants to seek the best for you so maybe you're looking for a spouse and god didn't let you marry the last man because that wasn't the right one or you couldn't marry that that woman that you've been loving since high school because god said no that's not that's not the one that's not the one i want the best for you so maybe god made you wait a little bit maybe god said no 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 no, daughter no son i, I want the best for you and it might have hurt to say no right or you you had your job that you loved and god was like no 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 no, no. i got a better job for you i need you to go over here or you got to stay at your job, right, longer than you expected. And God is like, no, it's not because I dislike you. It's not because I hate you. It's because I actually love you. Because if I didn't love you, I wouldn't say anything to you. And then it's also accepting the favor. Because some of us, we're okay when God says no, because we're used to our parents saying no. We're used to not getting what we want. So then when God gives us what we want, we don't even understand why. We think we need to pay it back or we got to go, oh, no, don't do nothing for me. Somebody wants to sow into your life and you think, oh, I shouldn't accept that because I need to work for it. And God is like, no, let these folks obey me. Let these people sow into your life. Let these people take care of you. Let them love you how I love you. Let them show you my love through them. I'm using them. They're serving me. They're not serving you. You got to make sure we know what it truly looks and feels like. So love, receiving love from God may feel like a time of separation. It may feel like uh, having to get uncomfortable and sacrifice your sleep. Something that I'm learning literally right now, right? It may, it may look like having to sacrifice some of your time. It may look like having to spend a little more time in prayer. It may look like, you know, it, it may look like that. It may look like God telling you, you got to have discipline. 
right? It may look like that. It may look like you being patient. Remember 1 Corinthians 13. It may look like you still going forward when you didn't meet your first goal in business or when God didn't give you what you asked for the first time. It may look like you learning how to retrust him again. It may look like that. And it may not feel good all the time. Now, it will feel good sometimes. Sometimes, I know me, I can get in God's presence, especially when I'm dealing with a lot, right? When I'm anxious and I'm worried and I'm concerned and, and I'm just like, God, I don't know what to do. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. This is too much for me to help. It's too much for me to handle. So I'll go into my prayer closet and I'll lay my burdens and I give them to God. And then he just overwhelms me with his love. And I realize that it's not even that, it's not even as big as I thought it was. It actually has become a, a minute thing because I realized that God just loves me so much. And this is what it feels like. Like being in his presence, this is what it feels, feels like, right? Or you may feel it in intercession when God calls you to, to pray for a person that's going through and they call you back with a praise report like, girl, you prayed for me and this happened or you did this for me and it changed my life and, and the trajectory of my life has changed. And, and while we give God all the glory, we realize how much that God loves other people sometimes and realize that he loved that person so much that he asked you to pray on their behalf. That he asked you to intercede, asked you to make a sacrifice on their behalf, just like Jesus did for you. Just like he did for you. But you got to realize what it looks and feels like. That's what it feels like sometimes. When God asks you to be the answer to the prayers of his other children. When he asks you to be the answer to the prayers of his other children. Like, that is very, very powerful. So sometimes... Love looks, love realize looks like yes, it looks like no, it looks like favor, it looks like chastisement. Sometimes he chastises us, it looks like him slapping our hands, it looks like him saying, You can't be with that friend no more, you gotta let that go because that's not the best that I have for you, like we just read in First John 4 and 7. Um, and the next point, we've got two more points, y'all, two more points, is understand there isn't anything to fear about him. So in um, 1 John 4 and 18, it says, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. Let me say that part again. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, which means complete, full-grown love, drives out fear. Because fear involves the expectation of the divine punishment. So that the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love. Has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. So it's one thing to fear the Lord, right? Which means to reverence him, to respect him, to love him, to, to do what he says, do, to, to obey him. But it's another thing to fear God's afraid of God's judgment if you are afraid of God's judgment it's not perfected in love and has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love and let me tell you what that looks like y'all that looks like you're not telling God you messed up that looks like you're not being honest um that looks like you deciding well God since I went out I know I know let me think of something I know you told me not to get angry, right? I know you told me not to go off on them, but I went off on them. So now I'm scared to come talk to you because I'm scared you're a tyrant. You're going to chop my head off. I'm scared um, that, that you're just going to take your love away, away from me. So I, I just don't want to talk to you. Or you don't want to hear what God has to say. It looks like you're being afraid to hear the word of the Lord of your life. It looks like you're being afraid of your prophecies. Because if you understood, right, if you really realize the love, the type of love that God has for you, you'll realize there's nothing to fear about him. You should never be afraid 
to come talk to your father about what's going on. You should never be afraid to come ask your father questions. You should never be afraid to seek his wisdom. You should never be afraid. But some of us are. Let's be honest. Let me just be real with y'all for one minute. Let me let let me just be real. It's scary. Sometimes you get scared, you get concerned, but God never told you to be scared or, you know, he never told you that he actually tells you in the Bible, the opposite of that. So I want you to meditate on first John four. I want you to really meditate on this scripture and really ask God for a revelation of what he's saying about you shouldn't fear him. No, right. Perfect love. There's no fear. I know we say that opposite of fear is faith. Um, we, we got all these, we all know why we love to have an opposite of something but we love that oh the opposite of fear is this the opposite of their fear no the opposite is power love and a sound mind power love and a god didn't give us a spirit of fear but he gave us power he gave us love and he gave us a sound mind so if your mind is not sound it could be fear right if you don't have love you could have fear right if you don't have power you could have fear because it's already in you he already gave it to you. So we got to understand there's nothing to fear. God is saying, come here, son. Come here, daughter. Just come talk to me. I'll tell you what to do. I'll give you a strategy. I'll help you understand. Just come and see me. Come see me. Let me let me tell you what to do next. Let me show you how to how to get through this, navigate through this. Let me show you what to do. And actually, let me show you how you're not going to even have to pay the way you think you're going to have to pay. Let me give you favor in this area. Let me give you something you ain't qualified for. Let me show you how much how much I love. Let me show you that I'm I'm the best gift giver on this earth ever. Let me show you who I am. Let me let me let me strut my stuff. Let me show you that I'm going to get all the glory out of every situation, even the bad situations. Even the situations you think you can't get out of, God will get the glory out of them. But you got to understand first that there's no, there isn't anything to fear about God. There's nothing to fear in that type of fear. Yes, you need to reverence him. Yes, I pray all the time that the fear of the Lord will fall upon me, that I will that I'll stop falling into laziness at times, that I won't fall into what I see, that I won't fall into my feelings, but that my reverence for God will be bigger than anything that I'm going through. This is like my actual prayer for my life because I know that there's some areas that I could be strengthening. I know there's some areas that I could be quicker in, right? I, I know this about me, right? It doesn't matter what, what other people see. I know me and I know that there's some areas that I can grow in. So I, so I pray and I ask all the time, like, God, make me obey faster. It used to be my prayer used to be, let me not complain when you give me something to do. Now it's made me obey faster because I've been working on radical and swift obedience. Like I want to be the type when God tell me to do something on a Monday by Tuesday, I'm executing. And I'm I'm not there yet, y'all. I'm working on it, right? I'm working on it. Like I share, I share things in this podcast that I have to either, either I'm going through it or I've been through it. And you could probably see the change even how the first time I talked about love. But that's besides the point. Let me not get off on a tangent. Let's understand there isn't anything to fear about him so when you realize how much you love him how much he loves you you will realize there's nothing to fear because god loves you you'll remember that he is kind that he has so much patience you'll also realize you can't play him you'll realize that he really knows where you are not the fake place you claim to be not 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 where you say well god got grace when you already know god and told you stop right or god gonna give me grace for this when you know god said he ain't playing with you no more right or you or you say well i can, I don't you know i just can't do this but you know that you you can do it you're just choosing not to do it so that's a little different so i'm not talking about that i'm not so i'm not about this grace gospel that's not real grace but what i'm saying saying is if god knows you have a real struggle if he sees that you are trying and you just keep striking the ground and you just keep striking the ground and you just keep going and you just keep going and you keep growing listen the father is with you he is with you and he absolutely loves you. And my last point, which we're going to go to John 
first John 4 and 19. And it says, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says I love God and hates his Christian brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother and whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. Okay, so that that the point that matches the scripture is there is another level to receive his love on. We love because he first loved us, right? So if, if when I say it's another level, right? So you may be at a level where you're like, yeah, I love, I love God. God loves me. But every time somebody do something to you, you you go off. You could, you, your, your counsel culture is, is lit. You counsel people like that. You counsel people. Um, ain't nobody worthy to get in heaven but you, right? You're real judgy, right? You, you're still covering folks. You're still trying to figure out why God used that person. Blah, blah. You, you're, still, you're still gossiping. You're still talking about your sister and your brother, but then say, hey, yeah, yeah, God come for that. So it's always another level to go. When you realize how much God loves you, you realize there's always another level in love for you to go. You can always love a person more. You you realize, like, you know, God loved me through some ugly stuff. Like, I, like, God didn't love me through some things, y'all. Like, God didn't love me through some things. He didn't love me when I worshipped my flesh. He didn't love me when I worshipped uh, other people. He didn't love me when, when I worshipped, like, when I didn't know he existed. He loved me when I when I used to think, when I used to think I want to play around with new age stuff. Like, he loved me through it so much. And it's just like, when you realize this, it changes how you interact with others, which is the main point of this. I know, it took me 20 some minutes to get here, but God calls you to love other people as you love yourself, but we love God because he first loved us. So it starts with him loving you. It starts with him loving you. It starts with you realizing how much love and grace and mercy he had for you first. So, um, yes, I've been through that season. And some of you may be new believers. I've been through that season where I'm a new believer and all this scales lifted off my eyes. And, I, you know, I'm the judge. I'm the jury. Everybody going to hell except me. I've, I've been there. But God takes you to a point where he starts to really show you like, hey, I love them. One revelation that I shared on Prophetic Planning for Your Day. If you're not following me over on Clubhouse, make sure y'all do that. Um, one thing I shared over there was that God gave me a revelation that many of the people who don't know. Now, some of these people are straight up witches. Some of these people love the new age. They don't want to do God. They, they, they like controlling their own destiny. But there are, there's a group of people who just don't know. They're not aware. Um, and they were tricked into it. And they think they're following God only, but they're mixing. And God says some, some of these people, once they get a revelation and, and we, with our religious self, the church, stop kicking them out of everything and stop thinking we know everything and thinking we just exempt. Oh, Jesus. If we would just stop doing that. But anyway, that's another story. Let me not go on a tangent. Um, that those people will be so on fire for God. Those people are going to be so on fire for God. They are prophets. <laughs> they are I mean, evangelists, they're pastors. Um, some of them are just church members. Some of them worship leaders. And God is going to do a work in the body. Some of those people are going to be so on fire. And y'all ain't going to be able to tell them nothing. Because they were so on fire for the kingdom of darkness and didn't even know it. When they realized how they got tricked, they coming for the enemy's head. They coming for his head. Because he tricked them. And some of y'all need to repent if you've led people down their way. If you know that at one point in time, oh, I feel this so strong. If, if you know at one point in time that you was in a new age and you was telling people about crystals and you was teaching them how to do it and you was out here doing spiritual work, you need to repent for leading people astray. 
And Father, I just repent now if I've ever led somebody astray in inadvertently not realizing what I was doing. So I repent for, on behalf of myself and I am sorry, Father, that I led your children down the wrong path. If at any point I shared anything that I was doing that was against you, Father. But I, I need y'all to repent for leading people astray. And when these people come, and for those of you who have um, maybe ran from someone you were supposed to minister to, um, you just can repent for that too. And just know that these people will be coming back to you. So when you realize, so for me, the for a long time, how God came with, started with me was for a long time, I mean, everybody was burning sage. I mean, everybody. And um, I used to never have a problem with sage because I ain't know no better, honestly. Um, and I know still people who still do it, but it was people coming to me like, what's, is something wrong with Sage? Like they was really curious. They really wanted to know. And I was so uncomfortable because I didn't feel like I was supposed to like, get away from me. Oh my God, you're a witch. No, that wasn't the case. They just didn't know. And I was so uncomfortable, but I did. I was like, well, yeah, you're not supposed to, you know, do that. And, you know, I gave my whole spiel about burning sage and it don't get rid of no demons, y'all. It, it don't. It don't clean no energy. No, it don't. Actually, demonic people, they start they whatever they be doing over there with burning sage. That's what they do. That's what they do. And um, so I was just like, man, I have to explain this to a person. And some people received it. Some people didn't. Um, God didn't throw them away. Some people I know I've had to in the, eventually work with them. Um, and also some people, they came to me later like, oh, my God, thank you for telling me. Um, that really helped me, you know. So it just depends on the person and what they did with it. And that's our only job really is to it is what it is. They either you either gonna have to dust your feet off or bless them. That's what the Bible says, right? So that's just what it was. So we have to remember it's always another level to receive his love on. It's always another level. So whatever level that you are at now, there's another level to receive his love on. So I hope um that these four points bless you. Um remember they are understand how much he loves you, realizing what it lo truly looks and feels like. Understand there isn't anything to fear about him and there is another level to receive his love. I came from 1 John 4. I started at verse 7 and I worked my way through down to about 19, 20. But I want y'all to go back and read this and realize that when you realize how much God loves you, your life will change forever because you can't fail with God. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is too hard for God. And you will do everything with such a boldness when you realize how much he loves you. So we have come to the end of this podcast. It is a little bit longer than normal, but I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, make sure you follow me on social media platforms and make sure that you join me again next week for another episode. I absolutely love each and every one of you that tune in every week. Like this is season three and it is lit already. I think it's only like the fourth episode, um, but it's lit already. And I will talk to you all next week.